that it has been the most widely read article on, on Veterans Today ever. And that term Khazarian Mafia, that was the first time anybody put those two words together. And it really uh, resonated with people and people really understood the concept of what we were talking about because this is about the Khazarian Mafia. And uh, you have to understand the history of how the Khazarian Mafia came to be that uh, there was an empire called Khazaria that resided in the area of Ukraine today, you know, incidentally, for what's going on over there, as well as uh, uh, Kazakhstan. And so uh, knowledge is power, and people have to know who the uh, the enemy of, of, of mankind is. And, and these people really fit the bill. So that's, uh, that's a little history there. That's how we got, got from there to here. Did you know that over 900 plus diseases are simply due to nutrition? That problems such as heartburn, insomnia, asthma, infertility, dementia, Alzheimer's, thyroid disease, and so many more can be solved if you just correct your mineral or vitamin deficiencies? Controlyourhealth.care has answers for you for these ailments and so many more that is based on decades of research, including over 26,000 autopsies, 10 million blood chemistries by over 15,000 holistic doctors and scientists. You will see how the right, highly absorbable nutrients that your body is craving will make a huge difference in how you feel. Start now on a journey towards superior health that will literally change your life. For the month of March, we've extended the email only offer to all my listeners. And so you can save up to 20% by using the codes on the screen or the codes below at controlyourhealth.care. Remember, use the codes below and save up to 20% at controlyourhealth.care. You can also find that at sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Mike Harris coming to the program and he has been on the show multiple times. He's become a friend of mine over the years as we've covered many things. And probably his biggest claim to fame is he wrote the article along with Preston James, The Hidden History of the Incredibly Evil Kassarian Mafia. And that's on Veterans Today. It's had over a hundred million views since it first debuted back, I think in 2015. I'm not exactly sure, but about that time. It was the first time Kassarian Mafia was ever coined, and it's really gotten it into the consciousness of a lot of people of what this is and what we're dealing with. And I got to tell you, I don't agree totally with what everyone is saying on this. I, I, uh, I, I think that even though they uh, co-opted the Jewish religion, and a lot of the Jews are not part of the Kassarian Mafia. I think they've since then, especially the last hundred years, they have been infiltrating all the religions. And so now you can't assume that they're just in the Jewish religion. They're everywhere. And we have to be laser focused to understand who we're dealing with and not, and not presume that there are people who are Kassarian Mafia when they're not. It's important to look at the crimes that they're doing and not persecute innocent people. That being said, this is a serious deal and we really need to focus on it in order to eliminate the enemy of humanity. And they really are the enemy of humanity. But let me give you some background on Mike. He's the financial editor of Veterans Today. He was a former GOP campaign finance chairman 
and a gubernatorial candidate for Arizona. He's the senior vice president of Adamus Defense Group in Switzerland. So, and he's done other things. He's done uh, commentary for RT and for other shows around the world. He's sought after for his understanding of geopolitical matters, and he is often in intelligence briefings on different things going on around the world. People may know that Veterans Today is an intelligence website. I mean, they really are catering catering to the intelligence world. So there's a lot of interesting content on that website. I don't think it's 100% accurate because some of it is there on purpose for intelligence matters. And so you got to understand what you're reading. But this particular one, and, and I've talked to Mike about this in depth, this is something that is very serious and it's it's not going to be 100% historically accurate because we don't have 100% of the history on the Casarian Mafia, but it's pretty darn close and it's the best that's out there right now. So I highly recommend you go and read that article. I'll have the link below, but Mike's going to talk about it. Now I got to tell you, this is a really long interview. It's probably the longest interview. I did one with Cliff I a few years ago that was this long. But other than that, this is probably the longest interview I've done. It's going to be in three parts and it's highly controversial. You'll probably be offended at some point during this, whether something I said or he said, but I got to tell you that we have to have these difficult conversations and get to the root of what these problems are and also be careful to get to the root and not blow a a mass hole through things that have nothing to do with the Kazarian Mafia. We have to be careful and be laser focused because I don't want to, me personally, I don't want to be responsible for hurting anybody innocent. I've been working so hard my entire life and especially the last 10 years on helping the most innocent in society, last thing I want to do is contribute to innocent people around the world being persecuted. And so we have to be very careful to be laser focused on who this Kassarian Mafia is. That being said, this is an incredibly important topic. Okay, before we get into it, I want to remind you, if you have not donated to our Defending Free Speech, please go to the Give, Send, Go campaign page. I have a link here and below. We really need all of you to really help in this campaign. We are about, I don't know, at the time that this airs, 16% going on, 20%, I don't know, of the funding. We have more people, more of the show hosts are going to start sharing it, which is so great. That's what we need. But this is such an important case. We need to put the brakes on censorship. We absolutely, I mean, it's getting way out of control. We need to put the brakes on it and start to unwind this and figure it out. We can't be in a highly censored environment and solve the problems of all these innocent people being hurt. I mean, the human trafficking is skyrocketed. Our economy is falling apart and people are being pumped with propaganda. And until we can solve this problem of censorship, the people are going to be so misinformed that they can't help themselves. They're being misinformed and not being able to help their own family and themselves. And people are dying because of that. And so we have to put the brakes on this. Anyways, I have the link below. Give, send, go, defending free speech. Give, send, go.com, defending free speech. Please pause this and take a second to donate. If you've already donated, thank you so much for joining this fight with us. 
and helping to restore some of the freedoms that we have lost and actually helping to put the brakes on the demise of our country, basically. Okay, and the last thing is please go to my website, sarahwestall.com, sign up for my newsletter, and don't forget to support my affiliates. That's how I support the show. And I take very serious the type of products and the people that I work with. So you can trust that the people I have up there have been vetted and the products are really good and high quality. So just have that peace of mind. Okay, so let's get into this super long interview and conversation with Mike Harris. It's it's in three parts. So look for part two and part three. And here we go with my conversation with Mike Harris. Hi, Mike. Welcome back to the program. I am so delighted to have you back. It's been a long time. Well, hi, Sarah. It's always good to be on your show. I am uh, uh, one of your big fans. Let's just say that. Well, thank you. And I got to say, you know, the Kasarian Mafia, it's been coming up a lot in the media. And you are the godfather of bringing it to the people because you did an article on Veterans Today that really got the concept moving and what this group is and who they are. Can you talk about that? Because this has millions of views and it was such an important thing for society for you to bring that knowledge to people. Well, first let me give credit to my co-author on this, Dr. Preston James, uh, PhD psychologist, uh, very brilliant man. Um, he and I, you know, uh, I did the research and he did the writing on that one. So I have to give credit to him uh, on that one as well. I, I can't take total credit for it. Oh, absolutely. But uh, really that that article that uh, the uh, the Hidden History of the Incredibly Evil Kazarian Mafia came out in Veterans Today, probably 2011, 12, I forget the exact date. But it, uh, as of a year and a half, two years ago, we had over 100 million reads globally on that. So that uh, that it has been the most widely read article on, on Veterans Today ever. And that term Kazarian Mafia, that was the first time anybody put those two words together. And it really, uh, resonated with people and people really understood the concept of what we were talking about because for many many decades if you said anything uh, negative about people who were jewish uh you had you know these uh these pit bull organizations like the adl or the splc um who are attacking you because their job is to defend these people and they're funded to the tunes of tens of millions of dollars a year uh, just to make life miserable for anybody who says, who calls out the crimes of what that particular community does. And so the the, the premise behind the research that, that generated that term of Khazarian Mafia was that if you want to win the argument, you have to control the language. So we had to disarm the, uh, the ADL and uh, the SPLC from saying it's anti-Semitism. Well, no one uh, is making anything about Semitic people at all. This is about the Khazarian Mafia, and uh, you have to understand the history of how the Khazarian Mafia came to be, that uh, there was an empire called Khazaria that resided in the area of Ukraine today, you know, incidentally, for what's yeah. going on over there, as well as uh, uh, Kazakhstan, where um, there, there was um, a, a few, well, before the, uh, the you know, Putin's police action in uh, Ukraine, uh, they had another police action in Kazakhstan to stop a rebellion to where they're trying to hijack that government as well. 
So uh, the, the timing on these things was was really good. And I, I can't begin to tell you how pleased I am that uh, the broad acceptance of this term and that a multitude of people are now using it on a, on a daily basis. There's not a day goes by. I don't see another uh, article up there or another podcast or someone else addressing this issue of who and what this Khazarian Mafia is. And so uh, knowledge is power. And people have to know who the uh, the enemy of, of of mankind is, and and these people really fit the bill. So that's uh, that's a little history. That that's how we got got from there to here. Yeah, and well, let's talk about that. Who they are, because I don't know anybody that knows more about them than you. And I'm sure since you wrote that article, you've learned more since. Because of course, I mean, it was ten years ago, and and I think Paul Preston wrote an addendum to that as well. Um, maybe you were part of that too. I don't know, but um, what? Who are they? And you know, let's just go through kind of their history and who they are. Well, um, uh, Preston James, I guess we, there's a series of articles that are all on VT relative to the Kazarian Mafia. Just type in Kazarian Mafia, you'll get three or four articles come up. Uh, Preston and I did co-write all of those it was from the same core research uh, that, that we did back then. And I apologize, I call them Paul Preston and it's Preston James, so I'm sorry. There's a, there's a Paul the Preston that's pretty popular it. too, so I go ahead. I apologize. Go that's ahead. the worst you make. You're having a great day, Sarah. Don't, don't sweat the small stuff, okay? <laughs> and the other thing is, here, here's one of the things I live by, and that is, I don't care who gets the credit for something. I just care that the job gets done. Yes, you know, it, it's yes. not about uh, you know personal accolades. It's none of that. It's about we we've got um, a force out there that is really malignant to the rest of humanity and the rest of mankind, and it's about identifying who they are and and what to do about them. And so uh, once people understand that there is a a predatory breed of of humanity out there that is attacking all of us, and um, you know they've been uh, running an asymmetrical war against us. For the purpose of you know global dominance, they they want to dominate the planet, and so once people realize this uh, and realize that they've been fighting a war against us in in the in secret in the shadows for a long time and exposing this, it, it gives us the opportunity to fight back and counter uh, what they're trying to do. Yeah, excellent. But as as far as history goes, this goes back to about the eighth century uh, A.D. when um, um, this this empire of Khazaria, they were on the uh, on, on the trade routes going from the east to the west, you know, China to, to Western Europe. And uh, <clears throat> you, you had to pass through their territory. Well, it was a very hazardous thing to do because these people would take you in and they'd offer you hospitality and then poison you or kill you somehow. And they would uh, assume your identity and they would go back to the, their home country and pretend they were the people that they were. Uh, they would, uh, you know, like I said, identity theft at an early age. They would take the uh, the goods that were being transported along, uh, the, you know, the, the the Silk Road, and they would uh, just assume the identity of the people and, and steal their wealth and steal their their lives and uh, infiltrate their their communities. And um, they were very negative, very toxic. And this was put up with for a very long time by what was called the Rus back then. We call them Russians today. Um, and uh, they got into a war, and they were also supported by the Persians, which is what we call Iran today. So you, you look at these two groups of Russians and Iranians, and look at who is the most vilified by our media today, the Russians 
and the Iranians. And so these are the people that this war, this grudge has been going on for a thousand years since uh, those two powers of, of Russia and Iran, uh, Persia, combined to defeat the Khazarian Empire and broke it up into a million pieces and drove their people out of their homeland and, and took it over. But uh, that was done because these are such despicable people uh, and they, they tried to redeem them by forcing them to choose a religion. They gave them a choice of uh, any of the three Abrahamic religions, whether it's Christianity or Islam or Judaism. Well, the Khazarians, uh, looking at their geopolitical situation at the time, they had, uh, Christianity to the west and Islam to the east, they were right in the middle. So they, they couldn't, if they chose one, they would alienate the other. So they, they took the middle ground, the safe ground, and chose Judaism, uh, which was the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the originator religion that both of them sprang from, essentially. And uh, they, they adopted that, but they didn't really adopt it. They, they stuck with their old ways of uh, you know, you know, Baal worship, Moloch, uh, child sacrifice, uh, all of these things. And uh, they have uh, stayed true to that form, although hidden today. And all these rumors that we've heard about uh, blood libel and these things where you know children would go missing and they'd find them drained of blood. All the tales of uh, Hansel and Gretel, for instance, uh, where the Wicked Witch lives out in the, and she wants to put the children in the oven and eat them. All these tales uh, have a grain of truth in them. The, the stories about the vampires. Well, you look at where the vampires came from. Where did Dracula come from? Where do these people come from? Uh, this all goes back to that same region where Khazaria was. And uh, that, that, that is the homeland of all these tales, all these myths that we've uh, accepted. And these people have done their very best to uh, sanitize their history. Uh, they, that their, their efforts to sanitize their history are still going on. This was very difficult research to do. I got uh, assistance, got some, uh, some core source materials provided uh, to me by a woman named uh, Ingrid Rimland, who is uh, deceased a couple years ago. But she provided me with some very, very hard to uh, find books and uh, things that, that document this history. And so I, I want to point something else out to people, that um, these people, these Khazarian types, and if you, the, the, the word Ashkenazi uh, is, a, is, a, is a, a Jewish uh, faction, if you will, within the Jewish religion, separate from Sephardic and separate from other Jewish uh, you know, uh, components, if you will, uh, that, that throughout the world. But the Ashkenazis are the ones who, had, who were the Khazarians, who adopted the uh, the religion of Judaism. They, these are not the Hebrews of the Bible. These are not the people that Moses helped cross the Red Sea. Uh, this is a, a different group of people who, in the 8th century, adopted that religion for the purpose of uh, getting along with their neighbors. Uh, well, they, they, they didn't follow the, 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 the precepts. They stuck with their old ways, and that's why they were destroyed and dispersed throughout uh, the rest of Eastern uh, Europe and even into Western Europe. But uh, these are the folks that uh, have tried to erase their history. They've tried to cover their tracks, if you will. And I want to point something out that this is still going on today. Uh, if anybody has ever been into a used bookstore, you know, you don't find many Gentiles or many non-Jewish people who are in the used book business. Usually it's a Jewish-dominated uh, uh, function of buying used books. Well. This function is twofold. One of them is 
they can come in and they can screen all the books that they want to take out of circulation by buying them up. Uh, some they destroy, other ones they, they keep, and other ones they suppress knowledge of. They'll keep them and make them available to their own community, but not available to the, to the, uh, the public at large. But that is uh, a very Ashkenazi function that they focus on in order to control the flow of information. We see the same thing today on the internet uh, with yep. things like like uh, Wikipedia. Uh, we see it with the censorship. We see it with all the things that if you control the information, you control people's ability to think and uh, the decisions, uh, conclusions are going to come to. So by withholding or deleting information of that, you can control um, a lot of how uh, people's mindsets are going to be. And you can do this on a massive level as we see uh, these days with the internet and the censorship that's going on on an ongoing basis. I, I know you've got that lawsuit about censorship, how people deplatformed you. Yeah. And folks, I would recommend that, that everyone, please try to support Sarah on this because this is one of those linchpin type uh, uh, cases that could uh, end this internet censorship and uh, make everyone, um, make the, uh, the tech giants and others respect these First Amendment rights that we're all entitled to. See, that's the thing. These First Amendment, Second Amendment, all of these things, these are rights. These are not privileges granted to you by a government. These are the right you have to have your own thoughts and to say your own truth as you see it. Free will. And uh, the people who try to say that, that, that that's, just, that's just evil. Like everyone has the right to self-defense. You can't tell me that I can't own a firearm uh, because I have the right to self-defense. That was given to me my, by my creator. Whether I have to use you know, my, 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 my fist to defend it or uh, have to use uh, you know, an AK-47. I have the right to defend myself, my family, my property. Every, every living thing has a defense mechanism, whether it's a, a rose bush that has thorns or whether it's a mountain lion that has teeth and claws. But they, they, every living creature has a defense mechanism and we as humans have it too. So don't let them try to tell you that you don't have the right to defend yourself or the right to have the tools to defend yourself. Again, this is this uh, this Kazaria mafia that wants to take away your rights so they can dominate the planet. These are the people who also want to kill you. Uh, they're the ones who are behind the Georgia Guidestones and uh, all of this other nonsense here. It's, uh, they have publicly declared uh, on, on multiple occasions that they want to destroy people, that they want to destroy the white race in particular because we're the, the biggest uh, competition to them. But uh, we're, we're the ones who get blamed for, for, for their bad deeds. It's, a, it's really a, a strange conundrum. It's a, it's a very strange world we're living in right now. Well, I think it's a combination of the Jewish people who are true Jews and the white people. Because if you look at Israel right now, they're just getting nailed with this COVID nonsense. And, and then same with this white supremacy. So if you look at the groups who are being nailed the most, it's it's the Jewish Israel you know people in Israel and then the white supremacists which is not we're not white supremacists but white people, those are two well, groups so they're being targeted. See, I, I've tell the truth, I've actually gone out and looked to find uh, neo Nazis and white supremacists and try to find them, and the most you can ever find is, there might be like four of them you know in in a in a, in a city the size of Phoenix where I live. I mean, it's it, it's a non existent. Uh, boogeyman that that's being it's bs it is it, it's all bs i don't know anybody who believes that 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 stuff i don't know anybody but i've got a quote up here from a, a professor his name is noel 
Ignatieff from Harvard, uh, and he said this in 2002, and this is what's going on with these Khazarian types. And this guy here, here's the quote, and I quote, the goal of abolishing the white race on its face is so desirable that some may find it hard to believe that it could incur without any opposition than from committed white supremacists. Make no mistake about it. We intend to keep bashing the dead white males and the live ones and the females too until the social construct known as the white race is destroyed. This is straight out of their mouth. This, this is what uh, these Khazarian mafia types say to each other with the, with the goal of destroying us. We, we have done nothing to them. You know, we, we welcomed them into our country uh, before and after World War II in order to open up where we're free and open society. But these are people who use virtues and they use our virtues against us uh, on an ongoing basis. They take advantage of our good nature to exploit us. It, it, it's going on. And uh, Well, let me ask you, well, aren't the Kasarian Mafia, aren't a lot of them white too? I mean, I don't, are they not? I mean, they look white. They look white to me. They, they, they don't look like Negroes. They don't look like Asians. They don't look like, uh, you know, uh, any of your other indigenous peoples, brown-skinned, whether they're from India or from South America. They don't look like that. They look pretty darn, you know, uh, white. They don't have, dark, you know, brown skins. That's just not who they are. But um, I, I think they look at themselves as being separate and being different. Superior. And, uh, this, like I said, this grudge goes back, back to the eighth century. This is this is when this started, because um, the Rus, now Russia, the Persians, now Iran, had enough of their nonsense, and they were they're they're bad neighbors. I mean, look at Israel today. Could you think of a worse neighbor country to have than Israel? If if you just want to mind your own business and live your own life. I can't. They're they're attacking Syria. They're they're attacking Jordan. They're attacking Lebanon. They they've attacked Egypt. Uh, they've attacked every neighbor they've got. Uh, so I they're they're really lousy global citizens. And well, isn't that the confusion that, that then? Can I ask you? Because isn't that the confusion? That, because they target the Israelis, the regular Jewish people, who a lot of them are in Israel, but yet they're that's their base of operation. And then the United States. Our military has been used by them for decades now, and they're attacking us, but yet this is their base of operation. So it's very confusing for people. So you're going to have to help us understand that, that reasoning here. Well, here's the big problem that the United States has, is we've got a uh, probably the largest concentration of Ashkenazi, Khazarian-type Jews on the planet live in the, in the U.S., they have a great deal of money, and money buys influence within our government. And these people are the type that if you won't accept the bribe, they will uh, coerce you some other way, whether it's through blackmail, bribery, intimidation, threats to your family, threats to your children. Um, they, will, they will get your attention somehow, and they will try to force you to do what's in their best interest, not what's in the best interest of this country and our people. Yep. If you look at our government today and you look at the um, lopsided representation that they have there, they're allegedly 2% of our population, but yet they control 60, 70% of, of government influential jobs. 
Uh, you look at their influence on the Supreme Court, for instance. Um, they're grossly overrepresented on the Supreme Court, considering they're only 2% of the population. Uh, it, it doesn't reflect uh, the, um, you know, uh, their, their, uh, uh, their percentage of population. It, it, it's, it's greatly overblown. They're overrepresented in every government function, and this is by design. They choose these things. They're overrepresented in the media. They're overrepresented in education. They're overrepresented in a number of uh, areas where they have influence and where they serve as bottlenecks. Uh, look at the Department of Justice, uh, the uh, influence that they have in there, particularly in bottleneck positions as to what cases get prosecuted and what cases get not prosecuted. They, they, they have that, that type of influence. And uh, this is really uh, to the detriment of the American people, the, the majority of us out here, the, the other 99 or 98% of the population is conversely underrepresented. And we don't have our interest um, you know, being promoted. And you know, look at how many dual Israeli citizens we have in our US government. Look at the representatives that we have as far as Congress, the Senate, et cetera. That's just the elected officials. But if you look behind that, you look at the permanent bureaucracy, which is in there, uh, the, the the senior executive service, for instance, look at their makeup, look at how influential this this little 2% of our population is <clears throat> that that over, like I said, they control so many of our government functions. And with the with the bureaucracy, the problem we have is Congressmen can come and go, senators can come and go, but the bureaucracy lives on forever. Yep. And if they are of a leftist or communist mindset, it doesn't matter that a guy like Donald Trump gets elected because the people want to see the changes that his platform represented. It doesn't matter because the bureaucracy is going to um, implement things the way they choose to, that that, uh, that stays with, with what their uh, drive, what, what their uh, um, goals are, not with what the, the, what's in the best interest of the American people. Truthfully, if we wanted to do what's in the best interest of the American people, we would stop all relationships with Israel because we know Israel has a nuclear weapons program. We know they do. We know they have somewhere between 200 and 400 nuclear weapons on hand right now. And our own government, by supporting Israel financially, is breaking their own laws because Israel has not signed the Non-Proliferation Treaty. And um, our government is disobeying the own laws that it has passed for itself to live within. That's that's a problem, at least it's a problem for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you look at the amount of money that these uh, people control, and you look at the amount of influence that they have over our government, uh, it's really hard for the regular American citizen, whether it be black, white, Asian, Hispanic, doesn't matter, to overcome that because we don't have the, those resources. And if you look at this, uh, a guy named Jeff Gates wrote a brilliant book. It's called Guilt by Association. Uh, Jeff Gates was uh, uh, chief of staff, or I think it was Senator Russell Long. And um, you know he wrote the, uh, the ERISA rules about uh, pension, profit sharing, funding, all that type of stuff. And it put these huge pools of money. And so, um, but, but Jeff wrote this book, and he identified a international, intergenerational crime syndicate that is made up of these um, Ashkenazi Jews, this Khazarian mafia types. And uh, they have been running these criminal operations for a long time. I mean, 
This goes back, you look at the Brothman family out of Canada. They made their fortune during Prohibition by smuggling uh, alcohol in uh, to the United States, selling it through Al Capone and others from Canada across the Great Lakes into Chicago, into, into that area. That was a, a nexus, a, a hub. But you look at the businesses that they dominate. It's, you know, back then it was alcohol, but now it's drug trafficking. It's uh, human trafficking, both men, women, and children. Uh, it's uh, arms trafficking. It's it's uh, gambling. Uh, you look at the Sheldon Adelsons of the world who control uh, a lot of Las Vegas and uh, Macau and other things. It's all of these vice-oriented um, occupations, if you will, the, these services, if you will, prostitution. Um, Hollywood is, is another example where they influence public opinion. Education's one where they decide what, what textbooks get published, what materials get, uh, get, get seen, get heard. The influence that these people have in the infiltration that they've had to destroy our society, our culture, is immense. And I, I can't say it emphatically enough that we need to uh, excise that from, from our culture. We need, need to remove that influence that they have put upon us because it is, it is toxic to the majority of the American people. Is it good for them? Yes. Well, it's destroying our young people. So the next generation is going to be even more messed up than we are. Well, uh, that's probably true. We had our own challenges, uh, you know, growing up and things. But our, our young people are going to have many, many more challenges. And if, if they achieve their goal of global domination and they wish to reduce the, uh, the population. And I want to remind people, you know, we go back to the Russian Revolution back in the early 1900s. And you look at how um, it was viewed, if you read Alexander Solzhenitsyn, and I recommend everyone read him, he is brilliant. He documents the evil that these people did to Russia. And I want to point out to people that the, the Red Mafia, everybody heard about how vicious the Red Mafia is and that they're the Russian Mafia. Well, they're not Russian people. These are not Slavic people who are behind this. These are the, the Khazarian Mafia who is behind this. It's these Ashkenazi Jews who are behind this. Um, they're the most brutal, the most ruthless, the most bloodthirsty of, of all. But they're not Slavic people. They're of a different bloodline. Uh, these are the Khazars. You look at the Bolsheviks uh, within the Russian Revolution. The Bolsheviks were, were, were Khazars. They were the ones who murdered uh, somewhere between 80 and 100 million Russian Christian men, women, and children and stole all of their property through the process of collectivization, and uh, they stole it. And then you wonder why there's so many of these wealthy uh, uh, Jewish uh, Ashkenazi billionaires, uh, these oligarchs, how they got, got their, their, their money, their, their funding. That, that's how they got it, is, is by murdering people and stealing their, their property. That, that's that's the, you know, the, the long and the short of it. How did the, the Bolshevik Revolution started? A guy named Warburg out of New York, another Jew, put $10 million in gold uh, uh, in a sealed train with Lenin on board uh, and, and sent them uh, to the Soviet Union to uh, unseat, you know, to uh, topple the Tsar, murder his family. Well, they, they murdered more than just the Tsar. Like I said, they murdered between 80 and 100 million uh, Russian, Christian men, women, and children, the Slavic type crowd. Uh, you know, uh, people, the, the ones who originally destroyed the Khazarian Empire. So this this blood feud that they've had has been going on for over a thousand years. And it, it's continuing to this day. We listen, we look at our own media here. It's, uh, 
there was a time in this country when we had tens of thousands of independent newspapers and yeah. radio stations, television stations, and they've all been bought up and consolidated. Everything from the textbook your kid reads in first grade all the way to the magazines that get published uh, at the checkout uh, stand at, at the newspaper uh, at the uh, grocery store are all published by these same five corporations, six corporations that control it all. They don't have a monopoly, but they formed a, car, uh, a media cartel that is essentially mon uh, a monopoly, and they're all controlled by these same people, these same Kazarian type people. oligarchy. Yeah, <clears throat> the oligarchs. And so you you look at um, our whole setup with. Uh, how our our stock market is you know uh, you look at these companies like vanguard blackstone state street mm -hmm. and how they have acquired so many shares of so of the fortune 500 companies that they control the board and if they control the board they control the ceo and the management and how it goes then you watch television which is again controlled by this kazarian group and you uh, begin to see all these commercials that all have the same messages. And uh, if you watch commercials these days, you, you think we're living in a, in a black African country because of the over-representation of blacks on, on, on the TV. You'd think that everybody has turned gay because of the over-representation of gays. And you, you look at all of these things that are destructive to our Western culture and how we are put together and how they it's undermining and destroying our culture and influencing our children in extremely negative ways. Um, and, and what the source of this is, it, it all comes from the same group. And until we take uh, matters into our own hands and begin to excise this uh, by some means, I, I don't know what the solution is yet, but we, we've got to remove them from our, uh, from our society. And because they they they've got their own set of agendas that are contrary to the the, the welfare and the well-being of the rest of humanity. Yeah, so that's that, clear. that is the most alarming thing of these people. Well, let's talk about a few things here. Is the uh, this is kind of a side thing that's interesting? The Tatarian Empire, which has been hidden and confiscated, and if you look at old history, you say that they've you know they're covering up our history. Tartaria was Russian and China and Western United States. I mean, they're all over the place. Was, is that part of what the Kasarian Mafia has been trying to hide when they took over the czar? They killed well, the czar and they took over the Russian or the Chinese dictator? Well, I'm acquainted with, uh, with Tartaria and what was on there and uh, how these magnificent buildings were constructed, but yet the streets were still mud. Uh, like I said, I, I'm, I don't have enough information to give you an intelligent answer on that, but I, I will tell you this. The history that we understand as being history is not the true history of our people. It's not the true history of our planet. Uh, there have been a number of civilizations that have risen and fallen uh, and left no trace. They, they've been erased from the history books. And, uh, you know, again, I, I look at these things. I, I look at why do these people behave this way? Why are these Kazarian types? Why are they so anti-human? Why are they so hostile to the rest of humanity? That, that's not what human nature is. Human nature is, is we're gregarious. We, we want to get along. We, we want to have interaction and, uh, you know, uh, dialogue and discourse with, with our neighbors, with our friends, whether they're another country or whether they're right next door. 
we we want these things we desire these things but these people close themselves themselves off from the rest of the world they're very tribal they don't approve of uh any uh intermarriage or interbreeding with with other uh races other sorts um you know i'm not advocating that either but i i just think that uh, how they have how they isolate themselves and segregate themselves from the rest of us uh is is unusual in human behavior because everybody else whenever you uh, you know you have a bordering country that has a different population there's always cross-border traffic there's always uh uh, discourse, there's always intermarriage, there's, there's all of these things go on, and it, it makes for a, a stronger community bond between the, the, the two countries or the two regions or the, or the two types of peoples that, that share that border. Mm-hmm. But uh, they've not done this. They've always isolated themselves and kept themselves separate. And, uh, you know, I, this is conjecture on my part. I want to be very clear about this. This is, this is an opinion. But it's my opinion that uh, these people have some that they've been genetically manipulated uh, for some reason in order to make themselves more receptive to whoever their masters are. Uh, they've always been ball worshipers, Moloch. They've always uh, looked at money as uh, the ultimate goal. Now, money does a lot of things for you. We can't live in this world without it. It's, uh, if, if there was a living God on this planet, money is it because it can make all of your dreams come true and without it, you die. So uh, it, it's sort of an interesting. Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, but I, I look at these people and the, the anti-human agenda that they have. And I think, well, who are they really working for? Are they just the pawns of some greater force, some other, uh, um, you know, uh, unseen entity or unseen force that's out there? I mean, and my co-author on the Kazari Mafia um, articles. Preston James, he wrote another series of articles that I collaborated with him about called The Third Force. And there is a hidden hand that uh, influences human events on this planet. And uh, what it is, I don't know. I can't begin to guess. Uh, Is it something ET? Is it something interdimensional? Is it demonic? Is it a time traveler from the future? Is it some hidden AI? I don't know. But I do know that there is something that is uh, thinking in you know, 300, 500 year plans in order to influence human events and uh, human outcomes on this planet. Well, but, and, uh, and uh, you can tell that because none of us, we don't do things based on generation after generation, but they do, which makes it but very the, difficult for us to fight. But, but, but they do. And so, you know, a lot of people are, I, I'm expecting to get a lot of uh, negative feedback about this, about calling this out. Uh, but that <laughs> oh, I've got Jewish friends, and they're they're good, and they're this, and they're the other thing, and so and you know, and that that may be all well and good, but anyone who is Ashkenazi Jewish, I have a challenge for you, and the challenge is that if you disagree with these things, then police your own people, get your own people in line, so that you don't have these oligarchs human trafficking little kids. You don't have these oligarchs human trafficking young Ukrainian and Russian women and taking them uh, to the Middle East and, and Israel. And I, I was uh, in an intelligence briefing the other day about Ukraine and what's been going on there. A million girls between uh, mm. 14 and 17 disappear every year, never to be heard from again. Okay, young girls. And uh, they end up in the Middle East. They're, they're used as prostitutes for three to five years, 20, 22 years old. They are retired. Uh, they're never seen again. Uh, they're, they're probably organ harvested because they still have young, vital organs. 
but their their usefulness as a young attractive prostitute is used up after servicing ten men a day for uh, for all those years. I mean, they're 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 done. And so if um, there if there are good Jewish people out there, and I, I truly hope there are, but if you are out there and if you are hearing this, then stand up against your own people who are doing these abys these horrific acts against other human beings. You know, uh, intervene and put a stop to the drug trafficking, put a stop to the arms trafficking, put a stop to the money laundering. Stop this stuff. You know, uh, give up your your media monopoly. Fight against censorship. Fight against uh, you know uh, this consolidation of wealth. I mean, one thing I've noticed in my lifetime is the consolidation of wealth in this country. Of more and more wealth consolidated into fewer and fewer hands. And the United States, we're following through a different route other than communism, but the capitalism route to get to the same goal, where you only have uh, what is offered by the, the, the controlling interest, the corporate interest in this case, versus government interest. But if, if you really are good Jewish people out there, and I pray that there are good ones out there, I really do, but show us. I mean, this is my challenge to you. Show, show us that, that you're good by, by opposing these oligarchs. Well, I had an interview with Dr. Zelenko. He's amazing, okay? He understands the whole point. I brought up the Kasarian Mafia because they're not, there's a difference between Jewish people, the Jewish religion, and the Kasarian Mafia. The Kasarian Mafia is devolved pagans or ball worshipers and all that stuff. That's not, that is, that's not the Jewish religion. It just isn't. But he wrote an article today. I'm going to, he texts me stuff every so often. And he says, tragically, the United States of America and our divinity, divinely inspired constitution are on the life support and on the verge of death. Our only hope is to restore in God we trust consciousness. The American economy is near collapse, which is consistent with the globalist WEF, you know, World Economic Forum, UN Agenda of 2030. America will no longer be a superpower and a few nations will govern globally. Economic collapse will be caused by the following. Lockdown measures that resulted in the biggest theft of wealth from the middle class by the globalist. Over 1 million small businesses closed while companies like Walmart, Home Depot, etc. increased their market share and valuations. Medicare will begin to go bankrupt in 2026. This is unavoidable. The national debt is over $30 trillion and climbing. The dollar is losing to China's cryptocurrency, the digital yuan. For example, Saudi Arabia is transitioning from U.S. petrodollars in lieu of the digital yuan. Okay, this is almost over. Inflation will cause a death of spiral of America. This, co this controlled collapse will usher in a transition to a global cryptocurrency. Never let a good crisis go to waste. In other words, the World Economic Forum has been able to orchestrate the destruction of American dominance and will shortly take control of global governance. And this is where it's important. Our only path to save America from death is to revive godly values in our society. He, and he's a Jewish person saying we need to get back to godly consciousness and be good people. And he's, he's an example of what the Jewish religion is about. He is not based on this Kasarian mafia. He's not a ball worshiper. He's the, and so how do you tell the difference between somebody who is a Hebrew Jewish based in the Jewish religion of godly values and these Kasarian mafia types who are evil and Satanist types? Well, I, I don't know, and that's why I issued the challenge to good godly Jews out there to turn on these people and use your influence to help bring them down and, 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 and cripple them. 
because we will not survive this uh, if unless we we all rally toward a common goal and let's celebrate the things that we have in common as, as humanity and stop trying to to wipe each other out i mean this whole issue with uh, the digital currency the social credit score uh, the, the reduction in population to where they want to kill 13 out of 14 humans alive today. Uh, these are horrific things. And, you know, my question is, there is clearly an anti-human agenda going on here. So who and what are these people answering to? Uh, who is giving them orders? You know, it's, you, you look at how, like I said, the hidden hand that influences human events, it acts in 500-year business plans. Whereas the average business um, that's run by humans works on a five-year plan. So something that has a different scale of time than what we as, as mere humans see uh, is, is beyond us. So something that thinks on a much, much longer, longer scale. So that, that, that's the big question. And like I said, I, 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 but I, I look at, again, at these Khazarian mafia types as being predators. Uh, they're parasitic predators. Because as I went through the businesses they control, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's gambling, whether it's human trafficking, prostitution, all of these things, these don't create any value. They don't create wealth in any manner. They exploit human weaknesses. And um, so that's the businesses that they've chose to make their, their billions in. And so then they buy up the media and the influence. And you, you, you can't have a viable, productive global economy based on organized crime. No. And that's really the business that, that they focus on. And so, um, you know, the, the, the good Jewish people out there, you know, uh, and I'm still skeptical about that. And I'll tell you why. Because how many times have you been into a Jewish delicatessen where you, you order uh, a pound of uh, corned beef sliced thin and you got to watch the guy to keep make sure he's got doesn't have his thumb on the scale, because that that's part of their uh, their 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 culture. Their mentality is how do you get over on the goyim? Their their whole mindset here about us being goyim and us being less than they are, and uh, that that we we we're, we're we're the we're the beast and, and we're not. We are we are sovereign, independent human beings. Yeah, but let's and, let's uh, talk about this. I'm going to play the devil's advocate because. That's what they say about the white supremacist because they've brainwashed us. A lot of people thinking, a lot of white people think they're superior and it's just like this inbred attitude and we're not. I mean, what the hell is that? And so and people are going to push back that I said that, but that is uh, an attitude that, it, it, because it's this brainwashing, but I think the Kasarian Mafia believe, truly believes it and they brainwashed other Jewish people to behave that way. But if you look at who are the ones who are being killed the most with this COVID death shot, it's Israelis, it's the Jewish people. They're the first ones they wanna wipe out. So I think part of that culture stuff is because they have taken on part of the culture of the Kasarian mafia because that's the dominant culture of the, of the Jewish people, even though a big portion of them or a substantial portion is not that. Does that make sense? Well, it, it does, and it goes back to the the whole biblical reference there that you are God's chosen people. Well, I kind of look at humanity a little differently. That we're all God's chosen people. That uh, our life wouldn't, our life force wouldn't exist within us unless uh, we had been chosen to to come alive and 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 to to manifest as uh, you know um, you know intelligent sentient beings here on this planet. So, I, I kind of I have to reject that out of hand. 
Now, to your other comment that you know, whites think they're superior, superior in what way? Because you know, if you follow anything at all, blacks are superior athletically. Uh, they sure are. Obvious. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, I, it's just an, it's a cultural attitude, superior? and I'm not. I don't want to go there because I think it's it's all bullshit. I think it's brainwashing. I think it's it, it and and I think it's just. Uh, I mean, you just you see it every so often. It's kind of an attitude. I think it's going away. The racial disparities are going away. It was worse every decade. It was worse. We're getting better. But my point was just to make a point that because we do know that the Jewish religion wasn't their religion, that they took it over and they screwed with it. Well, like I guess I stated earlier, these Khazarian types, these Ashkenazi, uh, they were not the Hebrews of the Bible. That's my they point. Adopted, they adopted that religion in, in the 8th century under a guy named King Bulan, who was uh, the guy who was forced by his neighbors with annihilation if he didn't adopt an Abrahamic religion. And then uh, 200 years later, they were destroyed anyway because they wouldn't adhere to the, the tenets of it. They, they stuck with the old ways.